We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome back packers fans to the pack a day podcast it is part of your saturday crew one of our members is missing i am jason perone of game on wisconsin the quick slants podcast and the pack a day podcast along with mark eckel of Packer Report, Paul Brittle has got some family issues, family, I shouldn't say issues, family to attend to this weekend. So Paul will not be with uh, us. We will welcome him back next weekend. Said. That's right. what he that, said. That, yeah, that's that, true. That's what, he, that's what he texted us. That's right. I think he's still drunk from the from celebrating was Bucks. Just, week, but was I, that, just, that's, just my, that's just my opinion. Was just sources gonna, told me. My my sources told me he's still drunk from Bucks. Oh, sources. The old, the old, yeah. uh, the famous my sources. sources. Yeah. Right? The buzz. The buzz is that... Paul still buzzed. The buzz, probably. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I'm not going to go into the basketball part of things. And yeah. if you know, then you know. Um, we'll jump right into Packers because it's football season, Packers season here. And speaking of sources and buzz, I guess let's lead off with this, Mark, because on Friday yeah, good, it, it good, came good, out. Uh, that, good, <laughs> good segue. Segue. <laughs> well, you've, you teed me up perfectly. And actually – I am completely out of line right now because that's not how we start the show. We got to start the show with the obvious. We always start with the, the weather report, and we got to go as far east as we can. And we actually have a participant who sent me a direct message, Martin Halander. Martin, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your last name. All the way out in Sweden, heard that we we did Norway's weather last week, and he said Big Brother Sweden is uh, needs to be a part of this here. So. He sent us a picture of him wearing his Green Bay Packers hat with a beautiful backdrop nice. there, some greenery. Weather report for Juzdal in the middle of Sweden, 68 degrees Fahrenheit. What a nice – isn't it nice that they convert these from Celsius to Fahrenheit yeah. for us? Good for you. Yeah, that, that is nice. Yeah, clouds and some sunshine. I don't, I don't know how to do it. So Right. Well, I, I Google it. That's what I do. I type it into the Internet. But uh, clouds and some sunshine, 68 degrees Fahrenheit. That's summer in the woods of Sweden, according to Martin. Martin, thanks so much for reaching out. Thank you for listening to the Packaday podcast. And now we'll move further west. I always love saying it that way. We'll move further west to the east coast of the United States. Mark, what's going on on the east coast? Yeah, it's not often that you could come west to me. But, yeah. Um, no, it's beautiful here. Um, I'm going to say it's about mid-80s, sunny. Um, again, I, I like to say it all, it's a very good beach weather. It's been that way most of the week. Excellent. Almost, almost all week. Yeah, that is, that's beautiful. 
it's been weird here in the Phoenix area. It's been kind of stormy. We've had these like scattered thunderstorms or chances of rain every single night for the last two weeks. And then today uh, or on Friday, we got pounded with a ton of rain. Actually, Thursday night and Friday, just absolutely pounded by thunderstorms that rolled through. But obviously, the rain in the summertime is is great because we need it here in the Phoenix area. It's dry and we're in the desert, but it also helps with with wildfire season, which is unfortunately a reality that we see every single year. There's some sort of big fire out here in the Arizona, you know, up in the woods area, a little more further north between Phoenix and the Grand Canyon, up in the Grand Canyon area. And then California is no stranger to those as well. So all this, hopefully this damp weather will kind of help curtail some of the fire action that may be going on this summer. But there is your weather report. In Green Bay, Wisconsin, in honor of Paul, who, as you said, he's got you know he's got big fish to no, fry, big fish to fry, and it's Friday, but eighty four and sunny out in the Green Bay locale. That's a beautiful summer weather, man. They're getting they're just blessed beyond belief out in Wisconsin this past week. So let them party in the streets, but we'll see how many of those blessings continue because now we can segue into our first topic, Mark. News broke on Friday, Ian Rappaport announcing that negotiations between the Green Bay Packers and star wide receiver Devontae Adams that were underway have broken down and there are no plans to reopen them anytime soon. Rappaport added his own spin on it saying, first the quarterback, now the star wide receiver. Haven't heard anything from Devontae Adams yet, Mark. I will. I'll kick it over to you. It just seems like you know the Packers have avoided, for the most part, a lot of big time drama over the past decade or so, and this year seems to be making up for lost time. Well, first of all, to compare Adams to Rodgers is is silly. They're, they're they're not the same issues. I mean, Adams is about he has a year left before he becomes a free agent, so mm-hmm. they're working on a long term deal. Yep which most teams with good players on their last year are, are, are doing this. Um, they broke off. Okay, well, I mean, that, that happens. It's not like free agency starts next week. You know, they have a whole year and then some. I mean, you know, talks broke off. Remember Aaron Jones? He, oh, he hired a new agent. He hired, bro. There's no way. Oh, yeah. Every, everybody now. was He's sure gone. that he was out He's of town. Yep. It can't happen. Well, they re-signed Aaron Jones, didn't they? Um, I mean, for the most part, for the most part, when the Packers even talk to you about a deal, well, a deal gets done. I mean, that's just, I mean, I'm sure somebody knows of one guy that they didn't, that they talked to and didn't get it done. But for the most part, if they want a guy back, they, and right now they're both playing, they're both playing a little bit of hardball. I'm sure Devontae's asking for more than he knows he's going to get. And the Packers right now are probably offering a little bit less than they know that they can go to. So, yeah, and so they broke off. Okay, because you know why they broke off too? Because Adams probably said, all right, you know what? Let me just go play football now. Camp starts next week. I don't want to be dealing with this money stuff. Let's, let me go play football. And guess what? The talks will reopen. I don't know when. Maybe during the season. Um they will reopen. Now, I'm, I'm not guaranteeing that Adams will be back, but I'm, I am guaranteeing that talks will open again with it, just like they did with Aaron Jones, just like they did with Kenny Clark, and just like they did with David Bakhtiari. I mean, 
like I said before, can do you remember any player that they wanted that they didn't get back? I mean, Lindsley, they would have loved to, but they knew they weren't going to be able to. So they, they never opened talks because it would have been a waste of time because they, they knew he was going to get more than they could afford to pay. And they had to let, you know, they, they chose to go with Jones and, and Bakhtiari and Clark in, instead. So, mm-hmm. uh, and again, they, they also, the Packers also have an ace of the hole that they could use. And that's the franchise tag. So, you know, if they really want them and they really can't get anything done, they slap the franchise tag on them. And then they, and then he either stays for, you know, for a year on the franchise number or some, some team gives them two number ones for, mm-hmm. which could happen. Yep. Yeah. Well, Adam's a great talent. and I think there's a lot to be said there. I mean, you get the, the easy common narrative, which is, oh, he's betting on himself and, and he's going to go play instead of holding out and risking injury. But that, that's always been really silly to me because it's football. You know, like it's your job. So I get that it's physical and you could get hurt, sure. But you're going to go play football because he loves the game. And, you know, he's probably got some incentives that he wants to hit by being in camp and during the regular season. So the whole idea of, well, you know, he should hold out and that the, you know, the teams have all the power, which I think is is true in a lot of ways. Um, I, I, I agree. I think they'll end up getting a deal done with, with Adams. And it's it's been really interesting, Mark. And since we're kind of still in that lull period, there wasn't a lot of news that hit this week except for the Adams thing. And you have experience, a lot of experience, a lot of good experience covering the NFL. I, I'm not, you know, not I'm not putting you on the spot and asking you to throw anybody under the bus. Because I know that the, the Packers fans have their particular opinions about the way that Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport have reported some of this stuff. But Rappaport saying it like this and Schefter saying it that way, I mean, they have a job to do and clearly their organizations or the entities that they work for want it done in a certain way. But they know they have a huge following and that they're kind of the bigger voices in the room. So is that just smart reporting on their part? Or is is it like, hey... You know, it's there's something is amiss here as it seems like it's being reported as big issues when really it may not be the case. Well, there's again, they're they're separate. I, I respect Ian Rappaport. Um, and again, I don't I see what he's doing. I mean, it, it, it's, you know, the talk of the offseason has been Aaron Rodgers and God, we don't even know what's going on with him because he hasn't said anything. I mean, he's talked but hasn't said anything. Other than we'll see and, you know, the mysterious things and I had my mental issues and he's been he's been, you know, mysterious is a good word. That's that's what he's been this this offseason. He has not said he's never said, I don't want to go back to the Packers. He's never said I'm I'm mad at the front office. He's never said any of that. He's let he's let other people say stuff. But again, and again, I could be wrong. I could be totally off base here, but. It's mostly ESPN people, or maybe almost all ESPN people, who are the Rodgers isn't going back to the Packers. He doesn't want to play for the Packers, and and led by Adam Schefter, um, who by the way is a diehard, longtime Denver Broncos fan. Yeah, covered him for years. Wrote yeah. a book with Shanahan. Uh, was very tight with Elway. Um, who's the team that people keep saying that if Rodgers doesn't go back to the Packers, he would go to? It is the, let me check my notes, Denver Broncos. How about that? 
Hmm, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but anyway, I, I'll believe guys like A.J. Hawk, who is very close with Aaron, um, James Jones, another guy maybe just as close, if not closer, than A.J. Hawk is with Aaron, Mercedes Lewis, who of the current Packers is probably as close to Aaron as anybody, probably closer to anybody on the current team. And all three of them are like, yeah, Aaron's going to be there. Oh, you know, he, you know, he's not. He, he has some issues, but he's he's going to be there. Don't you know? All three of them, who know him and probably are talking to him through all this, say he's going to be there. So again, I'm just going to. Again, I'm not. If it was the other way around, I would say, listen, no, he's not coming. But when I hear those three guys say, "Don't worry," and you know, he's going to be there. And I hear, you know, Stephen A. Smith, who I like a lot, I know personally, we go back a long way, or Schefter or anybody else that is just a reporter, I shouldn't say just, but they're not friends of Aaron Rodgers, saying the opposite, well, I'm, I'm going to tend to go with Hawk and Jones and uh, Lewis on this one. Now, again, I could be wrong. We'll, we'll, we'll know soon enough. Um, but again, with the Adams thing... Yeah, it was. It's a story. I mean, it's it, it is it's newsworthy that talks have broken off. But again, it'd be a lot more newsworthy. Like I said, if if this was March and free agency was about to start next week, mm-hmm. um, and I, I know, like I said, I, I've covered I covered the Eagles for a long, long time. Um, now the Eagles were different I, I, than the Packers in terms of, especially under the old Eagles regime. Currently, with they, they kind of keep guys more than they used to. Um, but, yeah, there were so many times when I'm talking to an agent, and, he's, and again, agents and teams both use the media in their own ways. You know, I've I, again, there was like a guy holding out for the Eagles or whatever, and I'd, I'd, I'd talk to his agent, and he'd be like, we're in no way, we're not coming in. No, this, it's ridiculous. I don't think he'll ever play for the Eagles again. And of course, I have to write that, right? The agent is telling me this, and then, and then, and on the other hand, the team will even say stuff like, "We're not giving in." No, I mean, listen, we gave, we made a more than fair offer to him. If he doesn't want it, let him sit. He, uh, we're not going to do anything. Blah blah blah. And then two weeks later, I get a, you know, you get an email or back then whatever a call. Oh yeah, we so and so signed a four year deal. I'm like, oh. And then I'd see the agent. I'm like, what happened to? We're never going to play. Well, you know, things change a little bit. I'm like, yeah, you were just saying that to, you know, say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he'd laugh and say, well, you know, I, I try to get my point across. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, but here, here's my question to you and to anybody else. How much can the Packers pay Devontae Adams? And how, how important is wide receiver? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility 
at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, Devante in particular is, he's, and I don't care about the rankings from other players and coaches. That oh. stuff's fun, but it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. It's game to game, play to play. You're the, you might be the best on one play, and then you drop the pass the next play. But I, I think Adams is is a big part of the offense. So the Packers, oh, I mean, they have to. And, and I know that wasn't the question really, but um, I don't know the numbers. I don't know what the numbers are going to look like in terms of what I mean, does I'm the. I'm sure he wants to be the highest paid wide receiver. Together. Of course, of course, and honestly, he has every right to to want that. I mean, if. Everyone approaches it from a different standpoint. He's got elite talent physically. He works really hard. He's put up a lot of production. He scored a lot of touchdowns last year. He was really good. He gets open. If he, if basically if he's on the field, he's open. That's Devontae Adams. If mm-hmm. if you, if you need a guy to create some separation enough to fit a ball in a window, I don't care who's on him. Devontae is going to create that space. So with so what is that worth? Well, it's worth a lot. And the Packers have this have had this tendency over the past, I, I mean, maybe it's kind of digging really far back and I might be at risk of sounding like a little hyperbolic here. But over the past two or three decades, you asked the question, who have they lost that they wanted back? Maybe a few guys, but very, very few. And the Packers find a way to get it done. And I'm not saying right. that they're going to create money where money isn't there. I think players... Understand that if you want to continue your career in Green Bay, we're going to do everything we can to reward you as handsomely as we can. It's got to make sense. Obviously, quarterbacks get paid a lot more than other players in, in the league, and there's a reason for that. But I don't know what I'd have to imagine that it's it's probably not because the Packers are trying to lowball here. I mean, I, I hope that's not what comes out. Um, I hope it's something else or much more minor than that. But Adams is the kind of player that you've got to try. If, if you were willing to keep Aaron Jones and negotiate your way through Aaron Jones, and maybe they'd already decided, hey, we're not going to keep Jamal Williams and we can't lose both of them. Right. Then, you know, but if you're going to keep Aaron Jones in the pantheon of where I think Devontae Adams falls in comparison to Jones, I mean, Devontae's a little up more up there, closer to like Bakhtiari in terms of value because of what he does on the field. I mean, Bakhtiari's value, he might be the most valuable player on the team. Yeah, I, be, I agree. Because he protects the quarterback, and everyone says, Him no, it is it is the quarterback. Alton but Jenkins is very close because uh-huh. he can. he's just amazing. Yeah. Just, that, that guy amazes me, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, 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 it's incredible what he can do, and so in terms of value, but Devontae has made himself a, a, a very valuable wide receiver, whereas receivers may not all be as valuable as him to the other 31 teams in the league just because they don't have a Devontae Adams. And there's some really good talent out there at receiver. I'm not saying there's nothing else out there. But Adams has definitely created a situation where if he wants to be the highest paid receiver in football, that's it's not unfair of him to ask for it. I 
I don't know how the Packers pull that off. So I guess I'll kick it back to you to kind of break down your your own point, Mark. What what do you well, what do you see it looking like? Are they gonna are they gonna do it? I'm strictly guessing here because I don't I certainly don't know what numbers are being talked about. I don't think it's about. I mean, the Packers know what the, the Packers, like you said, low ball. No, they're 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 not dumb, and and they know how to do contracts, and they're very good at it. To be honest, like we said, they don't lose many players that they don't want to lose. I mean, yeah, we're, not that we're they not, wanted to lose. It was we're not clear that they wanted to lose whoever, but they understood that you can't do everything, right? Right. Um, as as Mark Murphy said, we're not idiots. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and they haven't been as successful as they've been for years being idiots. I mean, there are some teams that you could say that about, but not, but not the Green Bay Packers. But anyway, um, my guess is it's it's not even about total money or being the highest paid. Like the Packers may may have offered him a deal that would make him the highest paid receiver. And but it might not be like I learned this through the years. It's it's not about total money. It's not about um, you know, what even the average per year it's it's about when you're getting it how much is guaranteed um how much is in the first two years as opposed if it's a say a five or six year deal how much of it you know what percent of is 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 in the first two two years because like anybody he you know any player wants more money today than he than in, in four years from now you know um so that's probably where the where the sticking points are the guaranteed money and the the percentage of how much is in the first year versus how much is in the final year of the contract. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure the Packers' offer is very, very fair. Very, I mean, it's a good. I'm again, I don't know this, but knowing what I do know about the team and how they operate, I'm sure they didn't make him a bad offer. It's a it's a good offer. He just wants it a little better. He wants some of it moved, some of that money moved around. I'm sure he wants more guaranteed, more up, more in first, second year. Um, I mean, the way things are now, maybe he wants the entire thing guaranteed, which was unheard of years ago in football. Nobody got guaranteed. But now you see more and more players getting, um, you know, contracts where, they, you know, Kirk Cousins got a 100% guarantee, which if you talk about teams that are idiots, hmm, that comes to mind. Uh <laughs> or, you know, but other players have gotten like, you know, 75% of it guaranteed or um, so, I mean, that could be a thing where he wants. And, and again, there's nothing wrong with his agent asking for the world right now because it's it's he's it's a way off. The free agency isn't tomorrow. Like I said, it's it's he has to play a whole year um, and then some, you know, so it's it's going to be, you know, again, and I think I'm glad you brought up Aaron Jones and the Packers resigning Aaron Jones because I'm sure, and this is going through a lot of fans' minds, should they have not, if they can't resign Adams because they resigned Jones, was that a smart move? I would say not. I mean, it be. I think. I think. I. I kind of went there in the direction of what I, of what I had to say there too. It's just Jones is good. He's very good, but Devontae Adams is next level. I mean, his, his footwork is just a marvel. Yeah. I would have, I would have like beyond, to be honest, if they lose Adams over this, I would, I would rather have Adams and Jamal Williams, AJ Dillon, than 
Jones, as much as I like Jones, and, and there's no comparison. Jones, I, I, Jamal Williams is a great guy. And I, want, I mean, I wish he went anywhere but Detroit well, or Minnesota, Chicago. But mm-hmm. um, Jones is a better player than Jamal Williams. There's, 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 there's I mean, that's not even, it's, it's not any, not an argument. But I, I could have lived with Dylan Williams and whoever, you know, the third back with with Adams. Because I think I think the running game would still be good, maybe not as good, but it would still be good. Um, if the Packers don't have Adams in in twenty twenty two, I mean that receiving group is very average. Even if they do, and let's be honest, they got a, there isn't a receiver other than Amari Rogers, who by the way there was some news here. He he did sign today finally. Sign all the Packers draft picks are are now signed. signed. Which was, no big surprise, but but they're all, but they're all signed now. I mean, other than Amari Rogers, every Packer wide receiver is is in his final year. Funches is on a one year deal. Lazard will be restricted, but he's still going to be unsigned, and MVS will be unrestricted at the end of the year. So, I mean, they could wind up with no. I mean, they could lose all their wide receivers. If, I mean, the worst case scenario is. You know, they all lose. They they don't get it. They they have Amari Rogers and nobody. <laughs> you know. Yeah, they start over. Which would be, they start which over. Would be kind of them. weird. Well, and the old adage too to go back to your question about Jones and if it had and if it had impacted Adams, it goes back to the old adage of you just don't pay running backs. I, you're you're preaching to the choir there. You know how I feel about that. And that so that that also helps answer that question for definitely for both of us. Now I know there's some there's probably some out there listening to the show right now, and some out there in Packers land and NFL land, and just in general, who would say they'd rather have Aaron Jones than Devontae Adams. There's always going to be somebody that supports the other I, side. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I mean, just listen, the productivity. I'm glad they did, have Aaron Jones. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. They're a better team in 2021. With Aaron Jones and without him, there's no doubt. And if they win the Super Bowl next year, then they did the right thing. But like you said, I don't running backs. Look at the the highest paid running backs are never are on teams that do anything. Mm-hmm. They just don't. I mean, and that's probably because they spent so much on a running back that they had holes other places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you look at. Adrian Peterson. Now he played for a team that doesn't that you know only knows how not to win for a long time in the Minnesota Vikings, yeah. and then you have Le'Veon Bell, who's with the Steelers and the Jets, and and the it was with the Chiefs most recently, right? And uh, yeah. unless unless I'm mistaken, but well, he's gone from there now. He's a free agent. Free agent, but that's that's the thing. He's a free agent. You know these guys. You know the the wall. I mean, girl, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. You, these these guys. That's the problem. Is is that the wall comes out of nowhere? When a running back hits the wall, they literally hit the wall, and all of a sudden it's like whoa. They went from not being, only that. You don't win. I mean, great running backs are not. It's great to have a great running back, but. You don't win. I, I know, I've, I've said this a million times. Just look it up. You, the great running backs in this day and age. I'm, I'm not talking about a hundred years. Don't don't tell me about Jim Brown and Jim Taylor. Don't even tell me about Emmitt Smith. I'm, I'm talking about today. The great running. You don't. The only running back last year that I, I believe that was like among the top rushers whose team did well was Derrick Henry in in Tennessee. But like you know, I mean, 
and and now nowadays too, more and more teams are going with the with the you know the pairings of running backs. It's not one guy. You you have two or three guys that you use. Um, I mean, you know, Tampa Bay. Who, I mean, look at their running back. They, they won a Super Bowl. They had Leonard Fournette, who they picked up for next to nothing. And um, the other guy, I can't think of his name now. Ronald Jones, right? Yes, you're right. I was um, blanking as well. You're right. Nothing special there. Um, Kansas City. They had a. They had. They. They didn't. They got to the Super Bowl with a rookie. And then they, you know, they, they had Bell, who they picked up, and then he didn't hardly even play. Uh, Shady McCoy, who they also picked up for next to nothing, and hardly, you know, uh, you know. I mean, I can go on and on. Who, you know, um, the Packers. I mean, last year the Packers had they weren't paying Aaron Jones anything, <laughs> and they got to the NFC Championship game with Aaron Jones and, and Jamal Williams, two guys that were making nothing because they were fourth and fifth round draft picks. Um, I mean, again, like. I don't know. I, I, that's how I feel about running backs. But again, the Packers now, and I know, like you know, you know the fans love the wide receivers, right? They, they they're, they're mad every year that the Packers don't take a wide receiver in the first round. But maybe there's a reason for that that they might not value the wide re- receiver position the way a lot of people and a lot of other teams do. Well, the Packer fans have been mad for 20 years because Javon Walker was the last one. I know. 20 years ago. But they've got a lot of good ones in the second and third round. And there's something to be said about that, too, about right. value, right? Yes. And, again, I'm with them on that. I would – I would. again, I, I've learned a lot covering drafts and, and talking to general managers and assistant general managers who I've, got, I've gotten closer to over the years. And first round, I don't I – don't, I, I, I like offensive linemen in the first round. Quarterback, obviously, if you need one. Um, pass rushers, corners. That's what I take in the first round. I really, I mean, and again, it's been proven. Like some, most of your best wide receivers, like Devontae Adams, have come in the second and third rounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at all the busts. Look at Henry Ruggs no right now. And look at look at Bucks. Henry Ruggs in Oakland. He was the first receiver off the board. He's hardly been the best of that bunch from two years ago. Right. No, exactly. Um, and I'm you know listen. There's I'm not saying there's some great receivers that have been taken in the first round through the years, but oh, yeah. Uh-huh. But again, you can get a good you can get good receivers in the second and third round. And I can you know for every good first round pick that you tell me. I'll come back with a guy that was taken later. That's just as good. And and then you can get – and the team that took that wide receiver in the first round maybe didn't do anything else after that. Right. Whereas and, the team that took the wide re- receiver in the second or third round probably got good players in the first and second round as well. You could probably you could probably even handicap yourself, Mark, to just Green Bay examples of Green Bay Packers receivers in the second round and later, and you'd still oh, yeah. have days' worth of an argument. Because they've just been I mean, so good Packers, at finding them in two and beyond. I mean, the the Packers' best receivers over the last since Javon Walker, we'll say, because they haven't taken one since, right? But they've gotten Jordy Nelson, who was a great receiver in the second round. They got Greg Jennings, very good receiver. What second was he second? Or second third round, round, second round. James second Jones, round. third round. Yeah, Randall Cobb, second James round. Jones, Randall Cobb, the last pick of the second round, so almost a third round. Um, Devontae Adams. 
second round. Um, you know, now now hopefully Amari Rogers will be a very good receiver taken in the third round. So uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I can speak from the Eagles' point of view as well. They the, most of their good receivers were taken, and they took they take them in the first round, but they took Freddie Mitchell in the first round. <laughs> That didn't work out so well. Well, it worked out in one particular game, damn it. Yeah, yeah, that's like the only one. That's why he was that's why he caught it. The Packers couldn't believe they threw to him. <laughs> Packers were they're not throwing to that guy. We'll we'll cover everybody else. No, we'll well we'll cover him with our quote unquote Pro Bowl safety. Actually I think it was Bawaji, it wasn't Sharper, but they were both No, in the, Sharper was behind them. They were both in Sharper the Sharper actually made the tackle. Yeah. Because I, this is, I mean, I don't want to get, I'm, I'm, I shouldn't go here, but I am. <laughs> Years later, somebody was talking about that play. They were talking about um, McNabb threw the pass, Mitchell caught it, and Darren Sharper made the tackle. And I said, and all three of them went to jail. Because <laughs> it was right after Donovan, Donovan spent a couple of times in, in, in your jail out in Phoenix, right? He, did he get, the, he get a DUI or something? He probably did. I'm, I'm blanking Freddie on was that. in jail for... I don't know, mail for something, something crazy. And of course we all know that Darren Sharper was the most serious of the three, but, um, yeah, I, I said that once and, and like people just looked at me like, Oh my God, you're right. I'm like, yeah, well, that fourth and 26 was a bad play. This was a bad play. They're all, everybody involved went to jail. Well, it was a bad play except for those in Philly. Yeah, well, they lost the next week to Carolina, so... Yeah, they did, and I enjoyed it. And the lead of my story that next week was... Because that was the third straight year the Eagles had lost the, and at the championship game. So my lead was fourth and 26 turned into third and none. Nice. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I got even with I got even with Andy Reid on that one. There you go. Oh, I'm sure he loved it. Did he say anything to oh, you about it? No. Nah. No, but he was he was asking other writers how, how I was doing after the... the the, the fourth and twenty six game, of course. Which or as I call it, the, the fourth, fourth and, and one. one. Yeah, I was going to say, be true to yourself. It's the fourth and one game. Fourth and one game. If you know, you know. Well, I, it's it's crazy to think too that a lot of our listeners right now like might have been too young to watch to to have been invested in the Packers enough to really understand like what was going on at that time. And that what year? That was what two thousand three. Three. Oh yeah, Jesus! That was that's a long time ago. That's eighteen years ago. No, two thousand three. Paul might have been was, Paul might have been too young. Nah, Paul was around then, right? He he was. I mean, you know, in his in middle school. <laughs> so he man, it's a good point. But he I, but he's a student, so he's he knows what we're talking about. Yeah, when I was in, I mean, shoot, when I was in middle school, the Packers were just coming out of the garbage years. So, not, well, okay, when I was in middle school. They were in the garbage years. Yeah, <laughs> they went through. Well, that that's see those that lived through the, the that are still Packers fans that lived through the seventies, mm. the eighties. Everyone talks about the eighties and eight and eight and how. But I think the eighties there were some there were some good teams. Like if Lynn Dickey doesn't get hurt because he got he had injury issues, right? Don't I mean in eighty three they could have been really good. They could have had a really good team. I mean they had some okay years in the eighties and then eighty nine they went out with a bang and then into the nineties they were kind of doldrum ninety ninety one and then. Favre shows up in '92, and the rest is history. Well, Holmgren, Favre, yeah, Holmgren, Favre, Favre, and, and then Reggie. Reggie comes in '93, and right. But to, yeah, to is, I mean, the difference between the '70s and the '80s was like you didn't expect it. Like the '70s, you just knew you were bad, and you just you know, anytime they won, you're like, hey, they won, that's great. Um, 
except 72, they were pretty good. That's the year they made the playoffs, lost to Washington, right? Yeah. I'll believe you. The, I'll believe you. because John Rockington, MacArthur Lane team. Okay. That's when you could run the ball. But what happened in the playoffs? Washington played a five-man line, dared Scott Hunter to throw the ball, and, well, if you ever saw Scott Hunter throw the ball, you, you know what happened. <laughs> Although Leland, Leland Glass dropped a touchdown in that game. And that would have, might have turned the whole game around. It would have been that Packers would have taken a lead. He was right in it. I mean, he was wide open. Hunter did get the ball to him, dropped it. And from then on, the Packers would never really threatened much after that. And they just kind of turned the whole game around. Like the, I think they lost, what, 13-3 to or something? 16-3, to 13-3, to something like that. The Packers have had too many moments like that over the last over the past several decades. Mm-hmm. Just, you know. Then like, the, like the 80s, did that, those teams were exciting as all, all get out. Mm-hmm. There were quite a few. And they came so close so many. Like, I don't know how many times the last game, they, they, they had to win the last game of the year to make the playoffs, and they didn't. Like, it had to be at least three times that I remember on top of that. One was against the Bears. One was against the Jets. I think one might have been the Vikings. Well, all they had to do was win the game. Like, everything else had broke their way, and they, 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 they lost every time. Did you ever think... The Packers would catch the Bears in the all-time series win-loss record? No, I mean, let's be honest, though. They were so far behind. How you they were so you far behind. That's how That's how slanted this non-rivalry has been over the past 30 years. Yeah. I mean, no, to me, I, I never – no. Because <laughs> for two reasons, I – and, you know, I, I thought the Packers would get better, and you know, eventually, and and and, and of course they they did. I didn't re- I didn't think the. I mean, the Bears. I mean, think about the Bears going from where they were in '85. I mean, that, they they really fell off the cliff. They've had a couple little uprisings. One year they did go to they went to the Super Bowl in one year, but they've been they've been bad. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Now, are, are, let me ask you this as a Packer fan, because I've had this conversation with other Packer fans. I don't hate the, I don't, I don't like the Bears. Don't get me wrong, I don't like them at all. But I hate the Vikings more. Yeah, agreed. Like when the Bears play the Vikings, I mean, it depends on the standings at the time, but if they're both the same, if they're both four and four at the time when they play, I want the Bears to win. Right. You're, oh, you agree? No, I do agree. Yeah, no, I definitely. Well, see, most I, people tell me no, no, no. Uh, it's bear. it's again narrative based, and and not everybody's doing it. Maybe it's, they have valid reasons for it, but I think a lot of that's just kind of lazy narrative based thoughts. Like, no, the Bears are the longest standing rival. You got to hate the Bears. You know, you know, the Bears still suck and all that kind of stuff. But it's think about it. I just hate that. the Vikings. I can't. I don't like that. That's my least favorite team, maybe in all sports. Yeah, they just they don't. You know, they they don't. Their fan base doesn't win very graciously because they don't know how to win. They don't know what it looks right. like. When it happens, they don't know what to do with it. It's like a five-year-old running a you know running a wild in a mansion, and it's so it doesn't you know it does it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. But if we're being also being fair, where do you most where do you least want to play on the road? I it's it's they have way more problems in Minnesota than they've had in Chicago. Oh yeah. They've had more problems in Detroit than they've had in, in Chicago. God, that, the Detroit Lions are a strange black hole, but I, I think 
maybe not. Maybe maybe I'm, I'm being a little bit lazy here, but I think division wise, that's probably true in a lot of divisions in football where it doesn't matter how good the two teams are. You're going to like, like, I feel like there's there have been a, a couple of seasons where Tampa has swept New Orleans, but New Orleans will end up only losing three games and two of them were to the Buccaneers yep. that season. Oh, yeah. So it just it, and Detroit has, you know, that's happened. There's been some weird, really dumb games like I for a time used to enjoy them playing on Thanksgiving. Now, every year when the Packers don't play on Thanksgiving, I'm celebrating and I'm like, thank goodness, because yeah, I, I don't I want my holiday. I don't want my holiday potentially ruined by some stupid game between the Packers because they, they well, I also don't want to have to tell where, wherever I'm going and now I'm married so that you know I don't want to be, oh no I, I'm busy from if the game's an early game or no I can't do anything till that and they look at me like what do you mean but we gotta I gotta watch you can watch it over no I can't I gotta watch it by myself <laughs> <tomorrow>. <laughs> They don't know. So, they they don't know how regimented and ritual no, we are, and all the all the all of the stuff. And and then and then if you're around the wrong crowd, that's why I don't like going. Yes. To, I don't like going to sport. If it's a place I know, I'll go. But I don't like going to sports bars that I'm not familiar with on game day because you just you never know. And in Arizona, is you could there's prob- a Packer bar out there, isn't there? There's several. There's there, but there but there's also 31 other team bars out here because we're right. such a melting pot of people from everywhere around the country. Yeah, it's everything but a cardinal bar. Yeah, you know, there's 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 one or two of those, and then it's it's just it's still you know it still is what it is. I just I'll go to that game. I I, I have every intention of being at that game this season. Oh, that's right, they're out there. But I already know because it happens every damn time the Packers come into town for the last decade plus. They're not going to win. I don't care how bad. I actually, they... I actually, I it's funny you bring up. I actually saw a Packer Cardinal game in Glendale. It was the last game of the year. Uh, I forget what year. Oh nine! It was the only one that was worth watching. The Packers blew them out. Yeah, they, the, the Cardinals didn't need it, but they they were still blowing them out before. Like the Cardinals started their regulars, and then the Packers jumped on them, and then they took their starters out, and it became a total blowout. Yep. And I was oh, and I was I was I was my I, I was my bad Packer fan that day. I was like making fun of the Cardinal fans around me and stuff. <laughs> Well, they're easy. Don't worry, Matt Liner. Matt Liner is going to be really good. Don't don't worry. Yeah. Well, Kurt Warner had one more in the tank, and he got us all. So, because I was there the following week, I was there the following week, and um, I had a I had a run in with a couple of Cardinals fans. One of which almost got me um, exited early from <laughs> from back then was called University of Phoenix Stadium. Now it's I can't even remember what they call it now. It's a beautiful stadium. Yeah, it's a nice it's a nice facility, but it's just so soiled by the team that plays in it. You know, I'm not a big well, Cardinals the week, fan. The week I was there, which again probably because it was the last game, whatever, there were more Packer fans than Cardinal fans in in the building. Yeah, very very normal, very typical. Packers, I mean, they were go, like you could clearly hear "Go Pack Go" throughout. Mm-hmm. You know, throughout Packers the game. Packers fans travel extremely well, and it's no exception. There's a, there's a ton of us out here. Yeah, and and like you said, the the Cardinals are what they are, and they probably a lot of. Cardinal fans probably sold the, those tickets, you know. I remember when the Eagles played the Cardinals. There was always a lot of Eagle fans out there. Mm-hmm. Not not more than half, I wouldn't say, but a third, a third of the stadium was was wearing green. Well, because they used to be whatever for whatever reason, because the Cardinals were in St. Louis for a long time. They used to be in the East together. In so the, right. 
the rivalry grows. And when you have a rivalry, I mean, Cowboys, that's the other thing, too. Cowboys and Packers fans are probably the two biggest opposing fan bases that that pack that stadium. Oh, yeah. Well, Cowboys is not that far either. I mean, it's an easy flight. Mm-hmm. Eagle fans travel well. Eagles fans, I got to give them credit. I mean, they get a bad rap for a lot of things, and some deserved, but they travel. The Eagle fans travel well. See, I don't, do Packer fans, I, I, you would know this better than I. Do Packer fans travel well, or are there just Packer fans in every city? I think it's both. Okay. It's it's both. I mean, I travel, but the the, the funny thing is, is I travel to Green Bay to go to the right. home games. <laughs> That's different. I'm not that don't count. That's Which doesn't count. Yeah. No. I'm saying, do people from that live like Paul would be better maybe answer this. Do people from Green Bay are they are they the ones flying out to Phoenix or flying out to Dallas or flying into Philly, or is it just there's a lot of people in Philly and in Phoenix that are Packer fans. I tend to think there's a lot of Packer fans because I meet Packers. I'm in Myrtle Beach now. I'm not the only Packer fan here. I mean, I every I meet Packer fans everywhere I go. Well, I think I've told I'm you this. I'm on the beach with a Packer with a Packer towel. It's a Packer towel. Somebody will walk by and say, "Hey, Packers!" I'm like, "Hey, what's up?" <laughs> well, we're in every corner of the world because I think I've told you guys the story before about you know back in the day when I was on a trip. I was in. Uh, Puerto Rico, and I was on a little island off of Puerto Rico called Vieques. I mean, it's tiny. You know, you could you could get from one side to the other in 20 minutes by car, and it's, so it's it's tiny. And if you want to land, it's a puddle jumper. That's all they can take. It's a, it's a tiny runway, and and I I'm get, getting ready to to take off from the airport to fly back to the main island to get to the San Juan to the airport to come home. Right. And I'm standing there in this airport that's literally the size of my living room. I mean, it's just so tiny. And there's a freaking Packer bar inside of this tiny little airport in Vieques. They've got Packers flags everywhere. <laughs> and I'm like, I had to take, I took a bunch of pictures. I, I should post them at some point too, because this was like 10 years ago. And I'm like, this is how literally in every corner of the world this fan base is. We are in every. Nook. I mean, well, we're obviously in Norway and Sweden. And there we go. Yeah, absolutely. To, absolutely true. As just know, as, Eagle, again, I, I have to compare everything to the Eagles because it's a team I was around for 30, some 32 years. But I don't think like when, 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 when the Eagles played, like I said, the Cardinals or there was a game once the Eagles played the Dolphins and the Eagles fans took, just took over the stadium. It was a Monday night game and they just took over. Um, they're not Eagle fans that live in Miami. They're not Eagle fans that live in Phoenix. They're Eagle fans that live in Philly or Jersey and went there. I don't think, I don't, like I'm, like I said, I, I live in Myrtle Beach now, which is kind of a melting pot as well. I mean, I've met, I don't think I've met any, I've met, I've met a handful of people who actually were born and raised here. You know, I mean, not, not many. Um, people come, and maybe from other parts of South Carolina, even or North Carolina or a lot of northerners, you know, like like myself, we retired and, and moved here, or moved here, whatever, whatever. Um, but I've yet to, I've not met an Eagles fan here. But I've met a ton of Packer fans, um, a lot of Steeler fans here. That's another team that I think has fans a lot. Oh a lot yeah, of they, yep. Steelers. One of those heritage teams that have been around for a longer time. They have a they have a solid fan and base, they were good and, at one and they won. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The steel curtain. I mean, geez. If you were growing up, well, you probably were growing up then. When you were growing up, was it the Steelers like the best team? 
That was right. Uh, I came along right after that. Okay. So that was when, so, when, yeah, I, when a little bit a little bit older than well when I when I came around older. it was nice when I came around it was it was like the Vikings were appearing in their their Super Bowls but losing them but I was too young right. to know what was going on <laughs> and then shortly after that it was the Niners the Broncos the oh, Giants okay. the and Browns Denver Denver and Cleveland had that rivalry for a long time Bernie Kosar John Elway right I covered all, a lot of those games. But anyway, so those are some stories. Those are definitely some stories for sure. I mean, I was going to say, I mean, this this was good. This was a lot of fun. I was going to say, you know, training camp stories. And I think maybe we save that for when for Paul that, comes. Yeah, we got a we got a month of training camp. Yeah. When, when Paul comes. Well, let's through. save that for when Paul comes back, because he's got some right. stories. too. Yeah. I've never been. I've never I've never been up in the really? summer before the season started. No, I've never experienced the bikes and all that fun stuff. I well, mean, I've never I, been to a Green Bay training camp, obviously, but I've been to 32 Eagle training camps. Yeah. And I'm going to say stuff that you guys aren't going to, we'll save it for when we do it, but it, my, my take on training camp isn't going to be the same as a fan's take on training camp. Cause I wasn't going as a fan. <laughs> right. So, um, well, yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? We'll, you're, you're basically, we'll, well you know, the only players that are on the field for significant minutes are guys that aren't going to necessarily be on the team. So what are you supposed to write about? I mean, you, you, oh, no, training camp? are you going to, oh, no, t- no, there's plenty of stories in training camp. Oh, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Now it is straight from the story standpoint. It's, it's easy. Okay. Things happen. Okay. But we'll get, I'll, I'll get into all that next week or the week after we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Good. Awesome. All right. Awesome stuff. So what's going on before we sign off? What's happening over Packer Report this week? Well, I have right now I have a story up on Aaron Jones, speaking of Aaron Jones, uh, on just what he can accomplish in 2021. He's going to move up. You know, if he has just a normal season, he's going to move up the list on a lot of all Packer all-time rushing records. And if he has a great year, he can move way up. So I have a story just about, you know, what you know, comparing him to the guys already on those lists, uh, Jim Taylor's and John Brockington, and so on. Uh, next week, uh, camp's opening, so you know we'll see what happens. I'm sure there'll be some news here and there, um, and you know we'll just we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. It's, it's going to be that now. It all starts, you know, not for real, real, but it, they're going to be in camp, so there'll be football news. Yeah, buzz. Buzz. There'll yeah. be some buzz. I'll be on Twitter, like, you know, finding out all that stuff out. Refreshing. Who's the Oneida darling this year? Refreshing. That's the word, yeah. <laughs> so on Quick Slant, Quick Slants is bumped up to twice a week, so I'll have a show out on Monday and another one on Thursday. Obviously, Packers related, and we'll see if any news breaks or what the topic of the day was. The last show I did this past Thursday was talking about the two most pivotal Packers that I think are going to uh, play a huge role and be important in this 2021 season. If you missed it, go back and check that out so mark another good one in the books we'll do it again a week from now and paul will be with us right hope hopefully if so still, if, he, if he sobers up yeah exactly from what from what i have no idea i've got nothing to celebrate but again if you know you know so that's why i'm saying it that way and i'm saying what i'm saying but all right everybody enjoy the rest of your weekend thanks so much for stopping by and listening to the pack a day podcast stay safe as always and go pack go Tax day is coming. Oh, no. 
But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.